0: Amen. Well, before we get going too far, we've got some folks that's come a long way to be here today. Like maybe from like New York, right? Miss Pat Tim's mom's here. Y'all say hey to her. Amen. And then my my favorite birthday girl came all the way from Maine, right? Miss <laughs> Donna up here. Tell her happy birthday. Good. So that's good, man. That's a blessing to see you guys cutting through there. So that's that's awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, we're gonna jump on in here. Everybody ready to jump into this new year? Amen. Both of you. Everybody ready to jump into this new year, right? We're three days in, people. Come on. We got, we got what, 362 more to do. So are you excited about what God's going to do this year? <laughs> Take two. Are you excited about what God's going to do this Woo-hoo! year? That's, you know what? If nothing else, you can always count on your brother from Buffalo. You go, Jeff. That's my man. That's right. Somebody said, you know what? That boy said he went to school with you. I said he did all 17 years. Everybody else did it at 12, didn't it, it's a, I'm just teasing. Yeah. <laughs> just saying, right? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? We have a good time here. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and it's just uh, great to be together with everybody and, and just to see what God's been doing, kind of reflect on a few things. But uh, this message is pretty straightforward. Ready, set, go. We're going into the new year. man. I want to go ahead and prime the pump and just get ready to see what God's got for us. And to be excited about that. So I hope we're looking uh, forward to what God's got going. Anybody glad to be shifting gears from last year? Yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes we say, well, oh, I'm glad that's done. And it's good to have those set points in life, you know. Sometimes at Christmas, I'm, you know, I'm just so thankful. We're thinking about the birth of our Savior. And I'm thinking about all the things that God did through the year. But I also want to be listening real close. So, Lord, what do you have for us at the up and coming year? You know, every day is an adventure. Every day is a blessing. So we are gonna just be really listening to the Lord there. So I'm going to start out with our scripture. If you've got your Bibles with you, it's going to be Philippians 4. And kind of be, uh, most of the stuff's going to be around verse 4 and 5. And it says this. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Now that's a good one to memorize right there. Anybody happy to rejoice? I'm telling you, man, that's good stuff. It says, Let your graciousness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So I'm sitting there thinking about this, and it's going over to scripture. And, and you know, God has the amazing ability to take something that seems so small and make it so big, isn't it? Something I would say, little is much in the hand of God. And so I, play, I pray today that we just place ourselves in the hand of God and say, Lord, you know, do what you will, just like Tanya was saying. And Lord, you know, mold my life, make a difference in my life. And I'm going to tell you, um, from being on this side of you guys, make a difference. You know, see folks from all over town and all over different places and, and just how you've spoken to my life at different times and I'm very, very grateful. But, uh, you know, I, I thought about a few things. Who, who can say uh, tell me something good that God's done for them over the last year? You, young man. You got to marry You almost sound like you read a cue card, son. You say, yeah, I got to make... That's my boy. That's it. I got a new daughter-in-law out of the deal. And she cooks. I like it. I like it. Got new knees this year. Look at that, man. Woo, I'm ready. I'm telling you what. Back to work Monday. Well, <laughs> but it's all right. But so many different things as we look back. And I know there's some tough things, too. But I pray that, you know, as we go through some of those tough things, that we still see the fingerprints of God in our life. You know? And that's why it's so great to have a church family come alongside. How many know it is a blessing in having a church family? Coming alongside, rooting you on, pushing you on, dragging you on sometimes. And, and it's, it's necessary because, you know, sometimes we just get overdosed, don't we? We can't. And the world, man, will, will use you up. But the things of God will fill you up. I want you to hear that today. So I was thinking about a couple other odds and ends. I said, you know, the, the last part of what we have up there on verse 5 says, Let your graciousness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Now, I always like to share this. Being a Christian doesn't mean you're a pushover. That doesn't mean, you know, oh, it's okay, kick me again. But I tell you what, we can still love people right where they are, amen? We can love them right where they are just because they're a little bit different than us. We don't have to judge them just because maybe their skin's a little bit different than us just because they don't uh, act like us. And my wife's saying, amen, because one of you is enough, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I hope this year that we can really look at the uniqueness that God has placed in each person, each one. You know, even that crazy uncle you got to my niece and nephew, right? Love them through it, man. But there's so many things that God has for us. And I said, you know, we don't need to be a pushover, but be full of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? We have the opportunity as a child of God that the Holy Spirit lives in us. We should be able to, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to change the whole spiritual atmosphere in the room. When you come in, do they know you from Jesus? You Do they know that? I've been doing some physical therapy, getting my leg done. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm taking Jesus with me everywhere I go. I will lead somebody to the Lord in the middle of a McDonald's or whatever. It don't make no difference to me. You know, they're beeping their horns. I'm like, wait a minute, this is eternal dividends we're talking about here, you know. Anybody ever rode with me? Yeah. My youngest son goes, I don't want to go to the grocery store with you anymore. And the expiration dates are expiring while you're talking to people, you know. But I love people, you know. And, and that's the big deal, that, that we can, God knows exactly where we are, and he puts us in those places for a time such as this. But uh, I would go, and, and, and every time, this is amazing, every time I went to physical therapy, I went like six different times, somebody says, I know you, and you're thinking, from where? You know, you're thinking, from where? Luckily, it was all good stuff. It was after Jesus that did the work and continues to do the work. And I thought, isn't that something? And then you know what a big, big blessing was? I'm on one side of this little step thing, you know, going back and forth. And this other lady's moving her leg up and down. And she goes, is your name Buddy? And I go, no. That's so, <laughs> the first thing you know, why? And I go, yeah. And she goes, is Angie your sister-in-law? I go, yes, she is. What's she done now? No, I didn't. <laughs> she goes, oh, okay, yeah. And then she's going on through all this stuff and different things and all this. And she says, y'all have a church over there at the women's club, Right? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she says, somebody just invited me to go there. I see. I think it was Georgia and Charlie. And I'm thinking, man, I'm loving this because, man, they're weaving all the church folks in here and everything. I so I appreciate that. And then I did something else and somebody else was saying, well, you know, yeah, I invited somebody. Do you know the number one way that people go to church? It's not from the billboard. It's not from the free pizza. You know? It's from people inviting people. So I appreciate what y'all do. That's just wonderful, man. Reaching out right where we are. So that was a blessing to me, man. I did a couple extra more stair steps on that one. But I appreciate all that you guys do. But I think, you know, what we can do is change that spiritual atmosphere. You ever, you ever, you know, what's the saying? One bad apple can spoil the whole bunch, right? What about one good apple? What happened if you're excited about something? See, when I get to work, I start about 6 o'clock. And they're not necessarily excited about the day as I am. Sometimes I go, I haven't had my coffee. You can tell I'm just a little hyper, right? Just a little bit. Well, man, I get excited about what God's been doing, the opportunities that he's given us, the opportunities that we're going to have this new year. So are you ready, set, ready to go? Let's jump in on that, all right? Everybody got their little handouts? You're going to have some good stuff to write down, and uh, we're going to see what the Lord has for us. So it kind of broke this out a little bit to get ready. And the first thing I want to say is we need to prepare yourself so we can prepare others. Prepare yourself so you can pre- prepare others. I said, what do we always say? I said, you can't pour out what you don't pour in. You've got to fill up on the Word. So today is about getting ready to be able to just fill up on God so we can pour it out. Because our strength is limited. Anybody know that? I turned 50 last year. I was getting ready to turn 51. I was in the shower and moved the shower curtain and tear my rotor cuff. Come on, man. What's up with that? And then my son, Mr. 24 years old, he goes, I think I hurt my neck. Right? I said, I told you to wait till I got over there to help you. But see, a lot of times we try to do stuff on our own and do a lot of things in our own strength, but our strength is limited. You know? Now, I'm not saying lay around and don't do anything, but I'm saying let's rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Not only in the physical things, but mainly in the spiritual things. How many times, does this ever happened to anybody? You don't want to bug God with the small problems. You just take the big ones to Him. But he likes it. He, he, he loves you, right? You got kids, grandkids. You like to know everything's going on in your life. Well, most everything in your life. <laughs> when they get teenagers, like, I don't really don't want to know that. But, you know, as time goes on, you want, you want to be involved in that. And, you know, it's not that you can fix everything. But like I told the boys when, when they were living at home, I said, I hope they experience some of these things while they're here so me and Denise can love them through that. Sometimes it's lonely out there, right? But I tell you what, those foundational things that mom and dad love you, foundational things that Christ, just like Mike said, never changes. We live in a world that's always changing. Man, have y'all watched any of the things on the news? I mean, it's just constant. Something's changed. Has anybody seen any good news on the news? You really don't. That's why I watch everything from like... 1970. You know, I got so many Brady Bunch things going on that she does too, right? I will say, we've been watching The Twilight Zone for three days, though. Y'all been watching that? Yeah, Yeah, I thought I saw all of them, and I'm thinking, I don't remember seeing that. But you know, it's just crazy. But we need to prepare ourselves. So as we start this new year, what are you setting in your heart? How are you preparing yourself to grow in the Lord? I asked this question last week, and I said, okay, we're coming to a close of the year. And be honest with yourself. Are you closer to God last year than you were in the beginning of the year? Mm-hmm. You know? And that's just only you can answer. But, but if not, what are we going to do different this year? How are we going to grow on that? Every year I offer this up. If there's something you want to do and you want to grow deeper into your relationship with the Lord and I can help you in any way, let me know. We can put a plan together. Hey, come on Tuesday nights. You know, there's a whole lot of things. We've got the daily the bread uh, little devotions. There's so many tools that are available to us. Let's take advantage of them. But the number one tool is prayer, amen? Be praying about that and bathe yourself in, 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 in prayer. So what else? We need to get that plan in place. Plan in place. Say that fast there. But you know, one of the things we do like on our, on our, our sheets, you've got a uh, memory verse, you know? When I first got saved, all I knew was somebody took the governor off, man. That was it. It's like... Man, God loves me. I didn't know anything other than that. All I knew is I went to church once when I was 5 and once when I was 30. And if you're a rock and roller, let me tell you, you've got a lot to be forgiven about. Amen? You're going, man, you mean God forgives all that? And they go, yeah, I go, man, I'm in. This is great. I didn't know anything about the Bible or anything. And guess what? It's okay. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to get saved. you just got to be open to the, to the message of the gospel. See, that's why Jesus came. He didn't come out and say, well, you know, uh, let's see, uh, college graduate, your hair is right. Okay, I'll take you. He said, no, on your worst day, I pick you. I pick you. I pick you. God has the ability to see the best in us on our worst day. Lord, help us to see the best in ourselves on our worst day. Who can beat you up better than yourself? Nobody. You can beat yourself up good. I know I can, boy. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what in the world. What are you doing? What are you thinking? You know? And if that's not enough, you'll find somebody else to jump in with you. And you go, you know, that's right. You, you shouldn't do that, you know. But the good thing is that God is in the forgiving business. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, he's in the restoration business. When, when I learned about Christ, somebody, I didn't go in the church. They came outside the church. Maybe that's why I'm so big on, on outreach. Halloween night, 1995, somebody gave me a Bible track, said, if you die today, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? And I read and I said, I am for sure I'm going to hell." That wasn't the end of the story. They told me how to get there. They told me that Jesus Christ loved me. That he paid the price for my sin. And he said, you know, and it kept going. It says, man, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Man, is that good news or not? And i never forget this. You know, it's nothing like having a praying wife and a praying mother-in-law. Because they'll get you saved. Amen. So we go, and, 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 I, and Denise comes in and I'm looking through this, this little bag with all the candy the church gave us, and, I, and many of you heard this, but for those that haven't, I want to share this with you. And I looked in, in through this little Bible track. I didn't even know what a Bible track was. It's this little piece of paper with Bible <laughs> verses on it. And it said, if you die tonight, you know for sure you go to heaven. And I didn't know. I, knew, I didn't have a problem knowing that I had sin in my life. Got that down. What do you do about it? How do you fix it? I can't fix it. But Jesus is the remedy. He's the one that fixed it for everybody. But will you receive that? And so I look at that, and De- Denise comes in the bedroom, and I'm being Mr. Tough Guy, and I'm crying, man, like a baby, man. I'm like, man, somebody loved me that much? Somebody would give their only begotten son for me? So you got to make it personal. In life, people say, don't take it so personal. I'm telling you, take this personal because it's for you. right? And And, and I said... I said, next week, we're going to go to that church. Right? Mr. Tough Guy. I always I ain't never cried so much since I got saved, man. God, I'll soften your heart up. And and so, all that week, the devil was on my back. Y'all live close to the church. They're going to have you out there with a weed eater. Oh, my gosh. God's going to want, you know what? The people out there are going to want your money. Oh. They're probably going to want you to wash the church bus. All, this, all these lies, right? All these lies. So finally, man, Sunday, I mean, I'm kind of like this. I'm kind of waiting until the last minute to go, right? Get there. And it's like a one-room church house like we got. And they get in there, and you walk in, and they go, are you new here? And you know you can't lie because it's church. You go, uh-huh. And you sit in the back, and they bring you the ink pen, and they give you this and all this stuff. And you're, oh, man, what's the, what have I got myself into? And then that guy started preaching. And he started talking about what was on that Bible track. But I'm a visual guy, right? And he had on like an easel, he had this big old thing. It ended up being, he flipped it around, a piece of cardboard, but it was a check. He said, man, how many people would want a check for a million dollars? I took my elbow and said, mm, we should have got here early. Come on, Denise, we should have been up front, right? He says, why is it you walk away from stuff that money can't buy? And on that check, he had flipped it around. They had made this out. It says, pay to the order of. He said, you put your name in there, Buddy Chapman. In the sum of eternal life. Signed in red, Jesus Christ. And he started talking about what was on that Bible track again. He talked about that, you know what? That Jesus Christ made a way for all of us to be set right again. And I'm going to tell you what? When I heard that message and they said, if that's what you want, come on up front, man. I was swinging elbows and everything else. Getting up there, I said, man, I need that. I need that. Where did I sign? And he said, do you believe, do you believe that Jesus Christ is is the Son of God? Yeah. Do you believe that he paid the the, the sin? I didn't have a problem believing it. I had a problem receiving it. Making it mine. See, I heard about that. I watched the Ten Commandments. I saw the stuff on TV, all the stuff every Easter. You know, I, I had the story, but it wasn't my story. Make that story your story today. This ain't even in the notes. This is, just, this is just straight up. This is We need Jesus. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what. That changed my life. Now, let me tell you. Did everything go perfect in my life as soon as I said, Lord, come into my life? No. Right? Not at all. If you're in a rock and roll band and you start talking about Jesus, they're like, what are you talking about? Right? And I said, all right. I said, man, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm studying the word and everything. If you just said, look up John 3:16, I said, what page is it on? Why did they they do it that way? Why didn't they just put the number? I didn't know anything about anything. As my mother-in-law said, that's good. They didn't have to unlearn you nothing. (laughs) He said, God will start where you are. You know? And that was so amazing to me to know that God loved me so much with all my background. And guess what? Even my front ground. Because we know we still miss the mark sometime. Amen? What I say? I'm preaching to me first. And to know that, you know what? Somebody loves me that much. Man, unconditional, what does it mean? Without conditions, right? You'll meet people today they say, I love you. <laughs> be late for their party, see what happens, right? Forget a Christmas card, see what happens. <laughs> it might not be that they love you, right? But you know what God does. So you know what? We prepare ourselves, and I just want to start that out to let you know one of the best ways to prepare ourselves is this, to know that God loves you. He's not trying to get it, take anything from you. He's trying to get something to you. See, the world will tell you, well, what's in it for me? What's the deal? It's amazing, man. When I found out what God wanted to do in my life, I thought, man, what was I thinking all these years? 30 years. Went to church once when I was five. That was it. Didn't know anything about it. And I asked to go. But you know what? God's so faithful, guess what? I got saved. My sister got saved. My mama got saved, my daddy got saved. It's so good. It's, it's just amazing. Because you know what? We should be contagious with Jesus, amen. That does not mean you gotta put somebody in the chicken wing in the headlock to tell them about Jesus, okay? But you know what? You can love them right where they are. And so I hope that part of our plan is reaching others for Christ. Amen? That's what it's all about. When it's all done, right? And they take you out to the parkland or wherever you know they're gonna put you at, what's the big deal? Well, oh, wow man You know what He sure had a shiny motorcycle <laughs> What's that doing for anybody But I said this many times I said I don't care If they put anything On my tombstone Don't put my name on I pray that they put Soul winner on there By the grace of God That you know what This guy right here He was not perfect But he used his big mouth For a reason And he used it to tell people About the love of Christ About the forgiveness of God And reaching people Right, right where they are And that's what God wants to do So we need to get a plan What's the plan First, we can't pour out what we don't pour in. Amen? Read that Word. Like I said, we got all types of, of tools and stuff. And, and if you don't know it already, uh, Tim, a couple years ago, did an amazing deal with our, redoing our website at keepthepromise.org. You can get your app for the phone and all types of stuff like that. Because we want to make the most of every opportunity. The sermons on there. Um, we got Bible tracts and different things like that. But the number one thing is, I want you to know how much God loves you. Do you know that today? Do you know how much he loves you? If you ever doubt how much God loves you, look to the cross. But you want to see the power in that? Look past the cross because he's risen. Amen. We serve a living, risen Savior. You know, Angela spoke many times and I I love listening to her. I'm the the amen guy back there. I'm like, go, tell him, tell him. And what is it you told so many times? You said, you know, all the other gods are dead. You know? They're they're out. They're dead. They're stoned. They fell over. That's it. We have a risen Savior. Man, that speaks to my heart. Let's keep on rolling here. So I hope we challenge ourselves this year. Now, don't overwhelm yourself. Say you're going to read the Bible through four times in three different languages and things like that. Take baby steps, but be consistent in what you do. And have an accountability partner. Hey, we got stuff going on Tuesday night. Hey, this is not about pumping up Bible study. It's about getting the Word to you. we got more room for you. And most of the ladies bring food. Right? I told them today, if I said, if I don't stop eating, I'm going to have to put another board on here. Man, it's just hanging on the side. But, man, we've been so blessed. So blessed to have the opportunity that we do. But challenge ourselves in different things. You know, I said, the biggest thing is making a commitment. You ever see how hard that is for people to make a commitment? Turn around and say, hey, you know what? I'll take you out for a steak dinner tonight, you and Nicholas. Let's go. Well, let me see what I can do. Well, I don't know if I can. Well, I don't. You know. But can you make the biggest commitment? I won't even say a commitment. Well, you make the big, biggest decision. Call on the name of Jesus. He's made the commitment. You know? A lot of times I remember when my dad got saved, and maybe y'all are in that same spot. It wasn't that my dad didn't understand the gospel. Well, maybe. But he, he knew about the Lord. And I got saved. I was still in the rock and roll band. I was doing Christian CDs and playing, playing rock and roll in the night. I was on the fence. Right? But I found out the devil was on the fence, so I jumped over with Jesus. Right? And I was riding home one day, and I said, Dad, what's the deal, man? I want to I know, you know, that you know the Lord. He said, well, I know the Lord. I said, but if you die tonight and you know for sure you go to heaven. He goes, I don't know. I said, you need to know. He said, but I got so much sin in my life, son. I said, Good. That's why he came to take care of all that. And I said this one thing. And my dad's face just went whoop. I said, so pops, you're telling me. Driving down Berkeley Boulevard. 2.30 in the morning. He used to come (laughs) listen to us play in the music uh, business a little bit. I said, so what you're telling me. I knew this was a God thing. Because I wasn't that smart to come up with it. I said, so dad, what you're telling me is. That your sin's so bad that the blood of Christ is not good enough to take it away. He goes, I didn't say that. I said, yeah, he did. He said, Well, I don't believe that. I said, Do you believe that he died for you? Boom, dad comes to the Lord. Isn't that something? It's the grace of God. Have you ever thought about it that way? When you say, Well, I don't, I don't know if he'll save me. Yeah, he will. Yeah, but you don't know all my dirty laundry. Don't need to. He does. And he still came. And he still says, You know what? Come on. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord. Are you a whosoever? That's me. You know, that's it. I go, man, I love that. So I want to challenge you to take that message first and receive it into your life. And then share it with everybody you can. You know what? There is such an urgency in my life because I don't, you know, I never figured I'm going to grow old. I don't know. Maybe I will. My body's telling me already, you're working on it, you know. But I want to make a difference every day. Every day. You know? And, and, And I think, man... Lord, the person in the elevator, is that the one you got for me to talk to today? Lord, the person in the grocery store, is that the one I'm supposed to share Jesus with today? And I don't know. So you know what I do? I just share it with everybody. If you get on the elevator with me, you're going to hear about Jesus before you get to your destination. Man, I hope that thing don't go down. I sure hope it don't go down, but if it does, do you think you go to heaven? I don't know. Did you hear that? <laughs> I'm just teasing. But you know, if the Lord's leading then I try to move in that way. And I know I miss a lot of opportunities. I'm not telling you to grab everybody and put them up against the wall. I'm saying, you know what? Be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit when he's giving you that nudge. amen? And so, you know what? I wrote a little something down here. I said, you know, challenge yourself. I said, get ready. And I said, we've got a fresh start in the new year with new beginnings. How many people like new beginnings? It's good, man. New beginnings, fresh start, you know? I had a friend of mine, we used to play uh, hide-and-go-seek. And his mom loved to play. I mean, she was probably, she was she was mature. I won't say old because now that I'm fifty, I'm thinking that was old back then. But you know, but that's pretty good to jump a fence and run back and say, "I'm in, I'm free." She was good, man. But if we caught her, she said she, was, she would always say, "I want to do do overs. I want do overs. God will let you do do overs. He will let you start again." And I always think about that when she was running in and said, "Man, we're gonna get your mom." He's like, "Don't tackle her." My dad's watching. No, I was like, no, we'll just, just, just tag. We had so much fun with those things. I had no idea in everyday life that God's always teaching us something. That's got to be 40 years ago. I want a do-over. There's people sitting here right now and say, man, I need a do-over. And God says, come on back to me, amen? So you know what? I said, we must set goals. Anybody set goals for the New Year's? Going to lose a million pounds. Going to save two million dollars. Right? Yeah. We, we do all that. But you know what? I think it's the thing that's, that, that we just keep chipping away at. Keep chipping away at. And I said, but you know what? It's great to set goals, but you've got to have a plan to reach them. Amen? So let's take a look and see what the Lord's got going on here. Everybody doing good? Say amen. 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 So we've got to get set. Here we go. got some scripture for you here. I always like to anchor the word into our heart. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Man, we can stop right there and I preach all day. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Instead, pray about everything, tell God what you need, and thank Him for all that He has done. Mm-hmm. Man, we need to build on God's firm foundation of His Word. That's why I'm always saying, hey, did you bring your Bibles? Let's read the Word. Let's take a look at this here. And I just love the beginning of that. It says, <laughs> don't worry. We, we preach on that right often because you know what? Every now and then it'll just slip in. Anybody ever worry about anything? I will pray for y'all right now. You know you worry about stuff sometimes. And you know what? I think saying you have a concern is probably the same thing as worry. You just try to dress it up a little bit. And we do. I get concerned about stuff, you know, um, and, and worry sometimes. But I have to go back and look at this. I said, man, God's word says don't worry about anything. Man, because I found out one thing. Worrying doesn't change anything. It don't change anything. You tell me, the last time, you know, man, I worried that thing so good, it it, it went away. (laughs) It never happened. Your blood pressure went up. Everything else, everybody said, I don't want to be around mom and dad. They're worrying. Right? Worry doesn't change anything for the good. I'll say it doesn't change anything for the good because it'll change your blood pressure and everything else. But prayer has the ability to change everything. So I've asked the Lord, Lord, help me to flip that switch from worry to worship. Help me instead of taking all that time and finding out what's wrong, Lord. Help me to, to, to speak the things that are good. You know? I'm not saying that things aren't tough. I'm not saying that we don't go through some rough times. And you guys have been through things that I haven't. Maybe I've been through things that you haven't. I never want to minimize that. But I'm going to tell you what. Pray. Prayer time. Man, that's the greatest tool God's ever given us. And it's a great time saver. But usually, after we've exhausted everything that we've done, then we'll pray, right? Well, I tried this and I tried that and I tried this and I tried that and I tried this and and had somebody help me on this. And then you go, uh, did you pray? I was getting ready to. (laughs) You're getting ready to. But man, what would happen if we started out with prayer? I I love what he talks about in here. He just talks about as you go on and said, instead, pray about everything. Let's be realistic. I'm not talking about everything you do. You're just walking around. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. But be in a spirit of prayer. Have your heart tuned to things like that. Mm -hmm. You know what, Lord, I'm so thankful that you got a full house in here today. Lord, I'm so thankful when we come in, it was cold, but now it's warm in here. Lord, I'm so thankful that you put my legs back together, you know, and things are going good. I'm so thankful that we've got family and friends. I'm so thankful i got another Christmas with my mom, 86 years old, man. That's awesome. I said, Mama, you're going to be 87 come uh, April. She said, I didn't know I was going to live that long. I said, well, you're doing good. She said, well, I hope I make it. I said, well, you know, I don't see no reason why you wouldn't. I said, but the good news is, I know where you're going. She said, yes, I do. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? See, when we lose somebody, it's tough. But I can't think of anything else that would be tougher to lose somebody and not know where they're going to spend eternity. I don't want that to happen on our watch. I don't want to do that. That's why sometimes Mr. Bud make the, light, the, 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 the late night run to the hospital or make the last call or whatever like that because I said, man, you know what, Lord, what's going on? What's happening here? And, and, and see God move in the midst of those things. But you know what? Why wait till the last minute, right? I'd rather know way ahead of time. And God is counting on us. You know, even the angels don't even have the, the blessing of, of sharing the gospel. That's for me and you. That is a, a, Amazing. I don't care if I ever made a million dollars or any of those things, man. I just if if I could just lead one person to the Lord, it pays eternal dividends, man. That's it. Can you imagine you are up there and you saved and you get there and you are praising the Lord and somebody goes, "Hey, I just want to thank you for, for uh, giving me that Bible tract." Hey, I just I don't know you, you know. Hey, I want to thank you that you, you you were preaching on the on the inter- internet. And you say, well, Buddy was preaching. I wasn't "Yeah, but you gave so he could preach on none of that. You see, it all works together. I call it spokes in the wheel for Jesus. See, so he's the centerpiece. And as long as we focus on what he's doing, God will pull the other things together. So let's take a look at what else we got. I said, you can't get set complaining. Anybody know complainers? Don't point. Just say, mm-hmm, if you don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yo, man. Isn't that something? Have you ever just said them down and said, man, can you just find one good thing? Just one good thing. And they go, well, no, you're breathing, you're doing all right, you got a job. You know, whatever the case is, because usually it's at work. You get anybody with a shovel lip at work? Walking around like that. Man, I gotta be honest, I had a shovel lip right before I went out for my my surgery, man. They changed things at my work. We don't do good with with change, do we? I thought I did, until they changed it. (laughs) I I wanted the way it was. And they go, it's not going to be the way it was. And I said, my leg hurts. Take me out, coach. But you know what? While I've been out, I get to think about some stuff. I get to think about what God's been doing. How many know that God knows exactly where you are right now? Amen. He does. And when you're on your job, guess what? God knows exactly where you are. I remember several years ago, and you all heard me say this. It was a tough time of work. And I'm going, man, look. I'm out back going. I thought I'd be done doing this. I'd just be preaching all the time. He says, you are. But I mean, I, yeah, but not doing this. And I was, man, I was just having this big conversation with the Lord. And he said these words to me that was just profound. You ready? I know where you are. I heard that. I was just like, I know exactly where you are. And it's just like he downloaded stuff into my brain and my spirit. He's still teaching me. There's still things to be done where I'm at. And when the time changes, he'll let me know. But let me tell you the greatest part about that. You know the greatest part? I had a piece about it now. See, I was trying to figure it out. Y'all trying to figure it out? Well, if I do this and I go here and I turn here and I put that peg there. Yeah, and guess what? I got exhausted. And so people say, well, what's going on now? I said, oh, man, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm good. I'm good because it's his time frame. And I do know this. I don't want to leave without him. Right? Have you ever started off anything? And then you ask the Lord to bless it when it's getting the water's getting up to about here. Right? Because you didn't pray about it first. You thought you did. Yeah, 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 that'd be good. I think we'll do it. I pray as we start and set our goals and, and get set that you know what? We don't worry about some of the things. That doesn't mean ago I don't care. But it means this. Let's rely on the Lord. Let's trust in the Lord. If we can trust God, think about this. If we can trust God, to hold our, our soul for eternity secure. You think maybe he can help you with your rent? You think maybe he can help you with your children? You think he can restore your marriage? You think he can keep your business going? I think he can. But you know what? Let's rely on him. And then, not only that, we, we become a mirror of Christ to others while we're going through those things. And God gets the glory. That's what we're talking about here. You get set by relying on God. How many think it's hard to rely on God? Sometimes. In the beginning, it is. In some of those areas, it's tough because you still want to drive. You know? You're like, yeah, but... mm, uh." Now, let me ask you this. How many think God's got the best plan? Everybody says, yes. (laughs) Then why do we want to drive? Right? (laughs) He knows exactly what's going on and everything, but we still want to drive, don't we? Lord, help us to take our hands off the wheel and put our trust in you. I think that'd be a good place to go, and I'm preaching to me first, all right? Let's keep on going. Philippians 4 8. And it says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Look at this. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Is God true? Absolutely. Is this word perfect? Absolutely. And it says, and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I, I told y'all the story last week about getting my mom out of the house. My mom don't like me to get out of the house. So uh, I just kind of loved her on out the house so she can make the round. She comes out about once a year uh, under duress, but we made it. And, and the whole time I was like, Mom, come on, we're going to look at the Christmas tree. And, and like mm-hmm. I said, she said, take a picture. She's fast, isn't she? 86. She said, take a picture. I don't have to go. I said, Mom, we got to go. Come on. Denise will take that tree down. Come on, let's go. And so... Ah, I just don't want to go. I said, Jesse will play you the trumpet. I'll take you by Thomas. I'll give her all this I don't want to go. I want to go home. I want to go home. I said, wait, you're in the living room. We ain't even left, right? She had got so worked up, right? She didn't want to go. So finally, she said, okay, but I'm not staying long. I don't get her but once a year, baby. I got her now. (laughs) We went everywhere. (laughs) Beep, beep, hey, hey, here's my mom. Let's go. So we went out on the town. And came on back, and I said, "How was that?" "Oh, that was okay. That was nice." But she had built that fear in her heart so bad about the what if and all this, and her little dog Susie might not be okay by herself for an hour. Susie would be just fine. Susie needs more alone time. <laughs> my mom waited till she's in her 80s to get a puppy. What's up with that? that no, my mom. Well, y'all saw my legs before they got fixed. My mom's legs are like that. My mom will walk like that, and the dog's going. Shh, 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 Shh. And never never knock my mom down. I come over there and hit me all four. Poof. But she loves my mom. And my mom loves that little dog. And so, you know, a lot of times we think, I can't go because I got a little dog. I can't go because I got a child. I can't do because of fill in the blank. And the very thing that God's blessed us with, a lot of times we move that in between us and God. You know what I'm saying? We'll move that blessing in between. Because, you know, the Lord lets you get a boat. So, my gosh, I only get one day off, so I can't go to church because I got to get on that boat. I'll just worship the Lord out there. I'm not saying you can't, but you got all those hours in a week you can't give the Lord two, one. You think about that. You know, people talk about that or giving. If you had a business deal, if I told you, say, hey, man, what business you got? I got this business. I said, you know what? I'm going to set you up in this business and everything else. I'm going to give you health and everything else. And I tell you what, just so I put 10% in, you'd say, Where do I sign? Right? But when it comes to church, we'd be like, I oh, don't know. They want your money. Well, guess what? We don't even ask for your money. We just put it over there and say, Let God lead, lead and do what? And guess what? It takes it to do it. And you guys are so gracious. And God has really just done some amazing things. But it's to further the kingdom. You're investing in eternal dividends. Eternal dividends. And I think that's an amazing thing. You know what I mean? How many people get that opportunity to, to to share the gospel? Well, everybody that's a child of God. So let's make the most of that. Let's go back to this. Fix your thoughts. What do we fix our thoughts on? How many people got to go to work tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. So guess what he's focusing on? I don't think it's a... Uh, What is true, what is honorable. Well, it may be true because sometimes we go, man, I just don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But you know what? Wouldn't it be something if tomorrow you were the person that God chose to use to bring something good into that situation? I believe it. I believe you're difference makers. And so I believe as we fill up on these things and set the the course and and, and we fill so much up on God, guess what? That's what's going to flow out. Amen. So I said, you know, man, worry doesn't change anything, but prayer changes everything. I want you all to get that. So once we got all that, guess what? It's time to go, right? It's time to go. Let's take a look at this. Luke 14, 23. It says, Then the master told his servants, Go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. Invite them in. The master says, Come on, bring them in. You ever had a party and nobody showed up? You got all types of stuff. You got the chip dip. You got everything. The cake's looking just right. and, and, And only a few people show up. Think about all the things that God has for you, all the blessings of the Lord. And He says, Man, it's for to take it. Go tell somebody, Come on, we got more. We got plenty. When you cannot outgive God. Somebody say, amen. amen. Right? And we go, Yeah, not today. I'm busy. I'm golfing. Nah, I got a hangnail. We can always find these things not to go. But I'm going to tell you what, look at this. The Lord speaks to us, and He tells us in the Great Commission, right here. Here we go. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. You, you remember when you were little and you go to get on the roller coaster, and you get ready to go, but you didn't want to go unless somebody else went with you. Your buddy, your sister, or somebody, come on, come on I'll go with you. Because you had somebody going with you. It's something about being alone. The Lord says, I am with you always. Isn't that amazing? When everything else is stripped away, when you're in a hospital bed, or when you're, you're in an unemployment line, or when you're going through divorce court, the Lord says, I'm still with you. You know? When you get the bad doctor's report, the Lord says, I'm still with you. And I, and I hope that we can just solidify that in our spirit. Over and over and over, man. But you know what? God has called us to go. Not to sit on the sidelines. I think today, so many times we see different things on TV that they think Christianity is about comfort. Right? It's not about comfort. It's about moving and sharing and getting the word out. Aren't you glad that somebody told you about Jesus? I can tell you in 1995 on Halloween night, it probably wasn't real comfortable for those 17 people in that little church to come out there and and tell some long-haired guy about Jesus. But they did. You know? It's amazing. How how things like that. Y'all heard the story. Many of y'all don't know this. But if you say, well, what's KTP? Keep the promise. Keep the promise came from this. A friend of mine's dad on his deathbed requested for me to come over. I had just got saved, didn't know that much about the Lord. I just knew that Jesus loved me, and I was going to heaven. And I was still rocking and rolling. And I went over to his house, and it basically let my buddy's dad come home just to, just to die. And my buddy said, all he's been doing is calling your name all day. And he grabbed my hand, and he pulls us up and he says, you've got to promise me one thing. You've got to promise me one thing. I'm like, Yeah. He says, you got to keep playing the guitar. You gotta, it's, it's like he could see where we're going to be at today. And I go, oh, okay, you know, okay, I'm going to keep playing guitar. And he was trying to tell me more, and I'm just, I'm just looking at him like, I don't understand. Do you know from that, I wrote the first Christian song I ever wrote. was called Keep the Promise. And I wrote it for my buddy. It passed. He passed. I don't mean the Lord. And then the Lord opened up some more doors. And then we did a little cassette. And then we did four CDs. And then we start preaching. And we're doing jail ministry, doing street ministry, and all this stuff. And now we're here today because somebody on their deathbed said, keep doing what you're doing. And I think about that all the time. I think, if that man on his deathbed could speak into my life to impact the kingdom of God, Lord, what can I do if I just listen to you? You know? He wasn't a preacher. He wasn't a preacher. He wasn't, you know, uh, he was just a guy that, that, that God said, you know, I'll use you. And God chose to use that man to change my life. And he wasn't the only one. Many of y'all in here, life changers, man. Sometimes you get tired. If somebody tells you that they don't get tired of being a preacher sometimes, <sighs> you really need to pray for them. Because you pour out, man. It's, a, it's the greatest thing ever. If God's called you to that, that's great. This brings me light. This gives me light. But sometimes things don't always go like you think they're going to go. You want to see that person receive Christ. And they don't. You want to see that pe- person healed. And, and maybe they're, they're not at this time. You know? There's a lot of things like that. There's a lot of ups and downs. But the great thing, just like Mike said, today, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's what we build on that foundation. And God tells us to go and share that message. To share that message. Over and over, he's man. You know, I, I wrote this down in my notes. Scott, wave your hand. He, he had mercy on me last week. He, he stood up front, and he's so tall, I never could see the third row. So he said, <laughs> One of the things Scott always tells me about, I said, Man, I really appreciate the way you, you reach out to people, I really appreciate the way you know you love on people. And he always tells me this he goes, That's my job. That's my job. See, he's purposed in his heart. God has done so much in his life, and all of us, but I'm going to pick on Scott for a minute. He's so grateful for what God's done in his life. That's the centerpiece, man. You're not going to get around that guy too long and not hear about the Lord. You know? And I love that. Because you know what? That's what iron sharpens iron. And I know many of, of you are, are, that are here today are the same. But, but when I was writing this down, I could, hear, I could hear Scott say, he said, man, buddy, that's just my job. I said, hey, would you you like to speak, you know, sometime? He goes, whatever you need me to do. That's my job. And you've heard him share his testimony. And he comes on Tuesday nights and he shares different things. And God shows him so many different amazing things just like he does you guys. But are you willing to share that? Are you willing to go? Are you willing to be that vessel? And I think that's the the big thing. Man, I just pray this year that, that our love for Christ grows so much. Because you know what? The love he has for you is is God's size. It's God's size. What God wants to do in you and through you is God's size. So I pray today as you listen to these stories and some of these things and, and, and let the, the the word of God root in your, your heart, ready, set, go. Let's get ready. Let's prepare our hearts, right? Let's set some some things in motion. Hey, how are we going to grow? How are we going to go? Lord, what what is it that you have us to do? And then, when God says go, let's go. Let's make a difference. And you know what? The most amazing thing to me is this. It doesn't have to be a big thing to make a big difference. How much time we got? Buffet ain't open open yet. I can talk to you (laughs) sir. Many of y'all have been here, and I'm going to tell this story. I just feel like I'm supposed to tell this story. Last year, we were going, going home. Uh, we had been out to eat with Thomas and Alexa. and Denise and um, Jesse were talking about doing homework, and I'm just driving. And I hear the Lord speak to me to go to the hospital. I was like, okay, Lord, I'll go to the hospital. And... uh and I knew exactly where to go to the hospital. I just didn't know where. And I was like, where? And he gave me the room number, right? Now everybody's going, oh, this is crazy. This is God's house. And so I'm going, but as I'm driving, I start talking myself out of this. And I don't mind doing stuff like that. And I was like, well, I could go tomorrow on my lunch break. Right? You see, I'm doing, God, God, God is, is good enough to speak to my, my heart. And I heard him clear and I know the voice of the Lord. And then I'm going to tell him, yeah, but I'll do it tomorrow. And as soon as I said that, him, me and the Lord's was having this conversation. It's like he played back what I had preached that morning. That morning I said something along this effect. Is partial obedience obedience or is it disobedience? And I go, that's what I said. And I said, I'll go. And so now I've done reasoned all this out. And then I said, did you say, I, I can't remember the name. Did you say 327 or did you say 322 and I'm not hearing anything? And finally I said, Lord, I don't care. I'll go to all of them if you want me to. So we get home. I drop them off. And, you know, they could kind of tell when the Lord's working and dealing with me. I said, I got to go. I'll be back. And I get ready to leave and I have my motorcycle jacket on. And I was going to take it off. and, And he says, go. Go. So I go. I'm driving down the road. And I was like, Okay got up to Sentara, got out there. I was like, Lord, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go. I'll show you. I go in, I get in the elevator. Third floor. I'm going to push the button. I get up there and I go, I don't even know who I'm seeing. I don't know any of this stuff. And the Lord speaks to me and he says, James. I said, I'm going to see James. I got it now. I'm going to see James. First name, last name is James. It's all right. It doesn't matter. And, And I said, which way? And he goes, right. And I walk out there, man, and I look, and it said, James River Tower. They think I'm an idiot because I'm going, whoo, I heard the Lord, right, <laughs> you know? He got some motorcycle guy coming through there. I'm just going, okay, just be cool. They're going to think you're a weirdo, man. So I go, and I can't remember. The, I think it was like 327 or whatever like that. And I go, and I'm like, okay, 329, 328, 329. let shut, let shut. The door's open. All right. Okay. And I go in there, and there's two older black gentlemen in there. And I, I to they. Who is this guy doing there? I go, hey, how y'all doing? And they go, all right. I said, uh, hey, man, my name's Pastor Buddy Chapman. I just thought I'd stop by today and tell you how much the Lord loves you. And the one guy says, I know Jesus. <laughs> I said, I guess you do. He done not send me here off from Winner Boulevard, right? <laughs> he said, I know Jesus. And I started talking to the guy. And the other guy, his brother, his two brothers, they're in the 80s. And uh, I, I said, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, I was driving my car down the road, and the Lord told me to come to pray for you. He go, oh, well, I appreciate that. They didn't even balk. They were like, oh, yeah. And, and the, the brother started talking, and he was about telling me everything I had preached on that morning. He said, you know what? He said, son, because you're because you faithful listener listen to the small, still voice of the Lord, the Lord is going to show you great, mighty things, man. I'm like, see, I thought I was going for them, but it works both ways. So I go, and I said, hey, man, how can I pray for you? And I, he said, well, you can pray for me. And, I, and so I'm praying for the guy, and I asked. I said, well, I said, Lord, what's wrong with me? And the Lord tells me it's his heart, right? And I said, well, so what's wrong with you? He says, I had a problem with my toe. I'm thinking, it ain't your toe, dude. It's, it's your heart. He said, but when they went to check my toe, I told them I've been passing out. They say it's my heart. I go, yes, I heard it right again, man. I'm all excited now. So anyway. I get ready and I'm starting to pray for the guy. And the old guy starts crying. I said, it's going to be all right. He goes, I know. He said, son, what you don't know is this. He said, two days ago, my daughter called me from New York. She said, dad, I was praying for you. And the Lord said, he's going to send somebody. to He said, he sent a white guy in your room to pray for you. He said, and here you he is. <laughs> I said, like, wow, this is amazing. And he said, but you know what? I lost my son a few years ago and I lost my, my wife a few years ago and he said when you came in with that, that, that motorcycle jacket as he, had, he said uh, it reminded me of my son my son rode motorcycles and things like that remember I was going to take the jacket off God said go right so anyway I said well what time's your procedure tomorrow he said it's 11 o'clock tomorrow well remember when I was arguing with the Lord see my lunch break is at 11 I would have missed him I would have missed him but because, this ain't no buddy thing, this is all about giving God glory. Because even my heart hit, just because I would just take a step. Notice, God didn't tell me the whole plan. He didn't say, go here, turn left, turn right, do this. And I'll let you know that it was a step at a time. When I stepped out, the Lord verified it. When I stepped out, He said this. I mean, I'm going, I'm thinking third, 327, it's the third floor. And I'm, I'm going up and I go, I have no idea where I'm going. But as soon as that door opened, He supplied the answer. Why do you tell us this, buddy? Because I'm going to tell you what. Sometimes, and you'll see this as we, we go into the new year and we're just our life in general. Sometimes we've got to say yes and take the step. And yes and take the step. I didn't know all the answers. And guess what? When I came to that point in my life when I said, I don't care. I'll go to every room. It doesn't matter to me. Because by then I was already done. I was like, the Lord just spoke to me. What are you doing? You know what I mean? I'm having this conversation. What are you doing? You're you're negotiating with God. He just asked you to go. He allowed you to be a part of something amazing. Right? He said, man, how does this story tie in? I went back. The man went through the procedure and everything else. Did real good. I got into ICU and everything else. And I was talking to him. And the man would just hold my hand. He would just tell me all the things he had done in his life. And this was amazing, man. It was just like a college course. I was just sitting there going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my takeaway from there was this. He said, son, there's a lot of things, a lot of big things in this world, a lot, of, a lot of different things in this world. But it doesn't take a lot of big things to make a big difference. Be a difference maker. Be a difference maker It's almost a part of everything I preach anymore Be a difference maker That guy was, was, was speaking into my life amazingly Who is it that God's put in your life to speak to you? I pray that it's here today Maybe it's going to be this week Maybe it's going to be this year Maybe it's you going to speak into somebody else's life But you know what? We got to go We got to go into all the world And share the story Let us pray Father God I thank you so much for your word I thank you so much for the opportunities that you give us, Lord, and the freshness of each day. I thank you for each one here. And Lord, I thank you for those times, those God-sized times. But Lord, I also thank you that we're never alone. And so, Lord, as we, we're here today, just like I said, the number one thing, are you ready? I ask this people to people all the time, everywhere I go. If you die tonight, you know for sure you go to heaven. Many times people say, yeah, I think so. Well, I hope so. I'm a pretty nice guy. I'm a pretty nice girl. Let me tell you what. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But the Bible also says, well, "While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So today you can know that Jesus Christ came to pay your and my sin penalty. And it cost him his life. And he poured out his blood to make us right again. And that's great to hear. But it's awesome to receive. That's the difference. I pray that you receive the word of God today. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. If that's you today. You say, how did I do it? Pray with me. Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you as my Lord and Savior. That's, that's what he did. But you don't stop there. You just keep growing in the Lord and, and, and understanding more about what he's done for you. If you're here and you say, buddy, you know, I've done that a long time ago and I know the Lord, but I've been, I've been kind of uh, on both sides of the track and everything else when you're in the right place. Guess what? We all missed the mark. I want to tell you what, God is in the restoration business. Today's a new day. We're going into a new year today. Lord, forgive us of our sin and, and restore us back in your family, Lord. We, you, nobody can pluck you out of his hand are securing you. So today, Lord, I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, take these words and make them so much more than what any man can make. Make them God's eyes in the heart of your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right.